Episode 1, Blog Entry, July 29th, 2019, Getting My Feet Wet. So I'm very new to this, and I have no clue what to expect. This blog is going to mainly be used to discuss the daily struggles of anxiety that have been crushing me for many years now. I have hopes that this may help someone who is also in the same position as me. I'm sorry if this is boring at first. Again, I am very new to this. So like any good narrative, there's always a beginning. Mine begins in the ninth grade in 2007 when I first realized that there wasn't something quite right. My first anxiety attack began in the early morning hours while I was in my freshman English class. All I remember from that day is that we were discussing a book regarding the Holocaust, and it just hit out of nowhere. I couldn't breathe, couldn't stop crying, couldn't wrap my mind around what was happening. I was sent to the office and quickly sent home. The following month was rough. I just couldn't figure out how to fix it. The next few years go smooth, other than being in an abusive relationship. Like all teenagers, I was young, dumb, and had the world by the balls. I knew everything and couldn't be told anything without taking offense to it. Even with this outlook on life, I still tried to maintain a loving personality. Things began to go downhill after I graduated in 2010. November 2010 is a time that will always be burned into my mind. My dad had found a lump on his side. The doctors told him that it was just a cyst and it could easily be removed. The morning of the surgery, my dad was given a medicine that was supposed to render him in a sleeping state, but it had no effect on him. The doctors then decided to take another look at the lump in order to CT scan. The scan results came back and the doctors were concerned. Two more lumps were found, both on my dad's right lung. The doctors ordered a biopsy of these masses and they informed us that all three lumps were cancer. My dad would be considered terminal and no operation could be performed. Fast forward to two weeks later, I was practicing with a band that I had just become a part of as the lead singer and guitar player. After practice, I picked up my phone and realized that I had several missed calls from my mom, along with a voicemail. My dad had gotten worse out of nowhere, his head pounding, and he was vomiting uncontrollably. My best friend and I rushed to the hospital, where we heard that the news had gotten worse. The masses had spread to the back of his brain, nine masses, bringing the total up to 12. They said that if the previous biopsy comes back positive for cancer, that he would have six months at the most. Just a few short days later, we get the news and terminal cancer is now part of my dad's life. It was a very aggressive cancer, which is how it had spread so fast. I'm going to skip the gruesome details of it all to preserve the dignity of my dad, but I will give you some surface value of the nightmare that my family would endure. My dad began radiation right away in hopes of shrinking the masses on his brain. This lasted for two months and was followed by chemo treatments for the masses on his lungs and his side. My dad, who never lost his hope in what he believed God could do for him, never begged for his life, never showed fear, and never shed a tear. 
On May 27, 2011, my dad lost his battle with the disease who has claimed many before him. Lost and confused, this would be the path that was set in place that would cause my anxiety to spiral out of control and add depression on my list of things that would keep me imprisoned in my own mind. Moving forward to November of the same year, I was slowly losing control of my life. A 20-year-old alcoholic in the same abusive relationship that I had been in since I was 16. This joke of an existence that I was living would carry on until January of 2012, at which point I decided I would face my demons, but I needed help. I met with my primary care doctor and told him about the troubles I was having, begging for antidepressants. He believed that I was too young for that kind of medicine and urged me to begin writing to my dad in a journal. I took his advice, writing every night, telling my dad everything that came to mind, and I began to feel normal for the first time in a very long time. Then I made the mistake of going back and reading everything that I had written down in the past months, and it all came rushing back to me. Crying uncontrollably, this woke up my spouse. She then slowly turned around and asked me what was wrong. All I could get out was, I want my dad back. She gave me a very uncompassionate smirk that she always gave me. And she replied, too fucking bad. You can't have him back. She then rolled back over and went back to sleep. After a few short months later, I found out that she had been cheating on me the entire time and was even seen with another man the day my dad had passed away by a family friend. We divorced later that year, and I was relieved and crushed at the same time. I wasted so many years of my life that I would never get back. Broken and defeated, I met someone who I would eventually marry, only to meet the same fate of an unfaithful wife, which caused that marriage to end as well. I was 21 now, with two failed marriages. I decided just to lay low and casually date for obvious reasons. I realized that getting divorced at 20 and then divorced again at 21 wasn't exactly something that someone should be able to admit to, and I decided that the next time I trusted someone to that extent, it was going to be for good. Skip to 2016. I am now 25, and I decided that I was ready to commit again to finally open up and share my whole self with someone. I rekindled a friendship with a woman that I had worked with in the past. Everything happened so fast, and I was loving every minute of it. I finally felt loved and wanted again. Finally felt like I found someone who would take my hand and stand by my side, for better or for worse. The following year, I had several ups and downs, even attempted suicide, but one thing never changed. We stuck together through everything. And on December 20th, 2017, I once again married with a wife and a stepchild, both of which were my world. It's now 2018 and I'm still battling with my depression and anxiety, but I have someone by my side that I felt would never betray me, which made it considerably easier to deal with. It's October now and we're taking another huge leap. We're buying a house. I met up with the current homeowner after work. I gave him the down payment, got the keys, and walked out to call my wife to tell her the great news. I informed her that we could start moving in right away, but the reply wasn't at all what I expected. She said that she wanted a divorce, 
I automatically asked her who she was sleeping with, which she denied right away. I lost my mind at this point, begging and pleading her to come to her senses and come home so we could talk about this, but she was headstrong on her decision. In an act of desperation for answers, I remembered that she had logged into her Facebook on my new phone. It was something that I regret doing. I found the messages between her and the same person that she had cheated on her first husband with. Go figure. They had been meeting up while she was supposed to be at her second job, while I was at home taking care of my stepdaughter. This brought back the drinking, the depression, and the anxiety at full force. It's been almost a year since the split, and I'm still trying to wrap my mind around how I'm supposed to gain my sanity back. 27 now, going through another divorce, which I plan on never jumping back into the world of being married ever again. This blog is my daily struggle that I'm going through. This may be pointless. This may bring me hope. This may make things worse, but I'll never know if I don't try. If you've made it this far, thank you for listening to my story. If you're going through a similar situation, know that you're not alone. I have tried to take my life. I've tried to drink it all away. I've tried medications. I've even tried pretending that I'm happy. None of that works. I can't say it gets easier, because it hasn't for me. But there is always something to live for. When your back is against the wall, and you've hit the bottom, just keep in mind that your ghost can't hurt you. Thanks again for listening. Until next time. Signing off.